Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jim, how are we going, man? Good. Yes. Um, um, I mean, it's a, well, yeah, it's a funny one to answer at the moment, isn't it? It's all relative. Oh, right. But. Yeah. So... We have Jem here, everybody. Welcome to the Shane Oliver Experience. We have a Skype episode going this time around. So Jem plays in a band called Dead. Uh, they're based in Melbourne. Currently, Melbourne's in a lockdown right now. Uh, continuing with this bu- uh, bullshit with uh, the spicy cough. And uh, just just trying to get everyone back so they don't end up in a hospital sort of thing. So uh don't know times are pretty tough down there for you man how you been yeah we're not as bad because we're actually uh, about an hour and a half out of melbourne okay um, so we're in regional victoria which means um yeah we've had it a lot easier we've still had a lot more locking down than yourself I was um, going to say, but, yeah, like, yeah. so there's a difference, obviously, with regional and the metro lockdowns currently. Yeah, usually when um, the lockdowns have happened, when they first kick in, it's just the whole state. And then depending on where things are at, at different times, we've been um, a lot less. Like, so we've never had the curfew here. Um, right, and okay. sort of be irrelevant anyway because nothing like there's nothing happening after you know yeah, nine, right. 9 p.m. or whatever here anyway. So, <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do out in the middle of Bumpock nowhere? Sort of, yeah, thing. yeah. So, yeah, like, so it's a bit of that's good that there's a bit of a common sense approach there for that, yeah. And you know, like, we've never really had to um pay too much attention to the like two hours exercise thing or whatever, you just, you know, I can walk out my door and I can walk for hours if I needed to and I'm not going to ever be close to another human. So, you know. um, Yeah, that's the thing too. Like the density obviously out in regional areas is far less than, you know, the heart of Melbourne. Uh, Yeah. Which what what even is the the population of the city area anyway to be in the millions? Sure, right? Yeah, I think it's about um, God, three to four million now. I, I was just in Melbourne um, last week because my mum came out of surgery and I was just you know cooking and stuff for her. And yeah. I sort of it's weird because I grew up in the in the city basically, and. Um, now every time I go back, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, there's, there's fucking people everywhere, and it's noisy, and um, it's too much, and it's a very different thing. Because yeah, you know where um, where they are, my, my folks, you can't even walk, you know, they can't walk out their door without being surrounded by people. So yeah, um, right. You know that it just feels really different, doesn't it? When you know, like, there's been a whole bunch of exposure sites literally on their street. So you, you you rethink, oh, do I need to press the button for the lights or should yeah, I? Yeah, right. 
Um, but yeah, where we are, it's been um, probably the different thing has been that we're probably more isolated, you know, like um, maybe people in Melbourne have still had their local, you know, coffee place or whatever where they go. Um, whereas I've gone sort of weeks on end without um, having that kind of an interaction. Like, Yeah, right. Yeah, and I've definitely found that it's um, it's really strange because actually I keep forgetting that this isn't the whole country. Like I keep forgetting that, yeah, where you are in Adelaide and Perth and that haven't actually really had these lockdowns. Like um, so. Not, not so consistently as well, yeah. No, and I think what's been particularly bad with Melbourne or Victoria, I should say, is we sort of, I think because we had that massive one early on with, that was just us, and I think that most Victorians sort of thought, oh, well, we've we've done our bit, you know, like um, no one really put two and two together of going, well, we're still all unvaccinated. Um, yeah. So So then what's really happened is it's now started to feel like everyone's a bit like trying to think of a metaphor that's not in poor taste, but everyone's a bit sort of shell-shocked, like um, in the sense that now it's been sort of three or four times that it's, well, it's actually been six, but, you know, it's been a number of times where it's been, oh, everything's going along well, and then just bam, oh, fuck, are you for real? Like the whole stopping and starting thing. Yeah, like that must be the most irritate. like... I don't even know how to put that feeling, like, because I mean, for for Queensland, we've only really sort of had more shorter, sharper lockdowns. Yeah, and you know that's kind of luck. Thankfully, kept us out of trouble, uh, for the for the most part, anyway. You know, but like, in I mean, when the whole country did the initial lockdown, it just just you talk about eerie walking into like massive places that are so hustle bustle. And then have, you know, nobody in there. I haven't really experienced that so much myself because I haven't been in the city or needed to be in the city when all that lockdown stuff happened. Mm. But driving to and from work was fucking bizarre because the highway, the the way that I go to work is just usually pretty hustle bustle. There's so much congestion at one, on one side at the moment because there's roadworks and stuff too. So you're always seeing bumper to bumper on one side. I've got a pretty smooth run, but it's also still pretty, uh, you know, it's still pretty busy in the morning. But then it's suddenly just no one, no one. If you yeah. weren't, like, if you weren't essential, you weren't on the road. It didn't fucking matter. Just whatever, right? And, you know, I was considered essential, so I was still going to work. So, yeah, I got to experience that drive. And, man, that was, that was fucking weird. That was just weird because you just – like, I mean, it was great because you just had the best run to – you could never <laughs> say you'd be late to work. That was, that was the one thing. So he couldn't say, oh, the traffic. And it's like, oh, well, where the fuck is it, right? So you couldn't use that excuse. But that's the thing, right? It was just so – there was – no one out in the roads and it was just yeah like i totally understand that that eerie feeling too but the the isolation part i think that's probably more self-induced than anything for me whereas in your situation it's nothing you can do really it's just your your 
like your location as well like it just means that because there's there's less people out there anyway uh and with lockdowns and stuff you see them even less and yeah that's, and that's a, a lot of people were doing a lot of sort of oh what are the few things we can do so then you know being at the supermarket or something suddenly became like you could see that people are just socializing because they need it you know um see that shit eh? yeah uh, probably the thing for me that's been more worrying or something, I don't know if the word is worrying, but, like, um, you know, I've gotten more and more comfortable with being, um, yeah, on my own. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I, I can relate to that too, eh? Yeah, and it's not, it's not always a good thing. Like, I think, in general, I've always been... Um, happy like i you know because i, I run the label and um I, I do all our i run the band basically so jace um writes most of the music um mm. and i sort of do all the other logistics so i've always i'm never bored like I, I, I literally haven't been bored since i was a kid not once have i ever got something to do yeah so i'm happy to be on my own to an extent but it's more been things like going, um, you know, just being having to be really deliberate about going, go for a walk. You don't <laughs> want to, you don't want to do it, but you will feel better, you know. And you're like, God, like this is so it get, it gets so basic. Yeah, like, you go, get so caught up in the hustle bustle of shit, and just doing the normal stuff. You forget, like you just don't think about it you just because you're like oh i walk every day anyway but it's like no but do you do it for exercise or do you do it well i just don't i've just gone two years without having those incidental things like so um just hasn't been you normally that stuff would happen anyway because i've got to drop this at so-and-so's or yeah yeah because it just hasn't happened and 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 for the music side the hardest thing about it has been like organizing a band means i generally live you know six to 12 months into the future um, yeah, you're always you in know. the planning stage yeah and so when you know when um this whole thing hit it literally hit sort of as our album tour of australia and us was about to start um oh. and it was just like oh my god that is that is so much work that just you know just disappeared um i really i really empathize uh or, or, or more to the point i really feel for you because like that's that's so much work and then just to have it fizzle out yeah like full props to people that get through that and de have dealt with that like yourself as well because that's it's so disheartening yeah it was and also just Another thing, I mean, so many elements of this whole thing have been polarising, but, you know, w one of the things that I noticed early on, and, and Jace, my bandmate too, we were both sort of on the same page of basically going, this um, this might be a long-term thing. Mm. Um, let's, but basically our attitude was let's try and, put our energy as much as we can into sensible places as opposed to 
putting our energy into places that we want to put it you know like we want to go on tour we want shows yeah. to keep happening but that just might not you know be a thing but most people around us most people in the industry were for various reasons just not not cottoning onto that at all so mm. we've had some shows that have been rebooked four times um that you know people bought tickets for you know 18 months ago and yeah um that's pretty much there's only one show left that is in october i think that you know yeah, it was you know booked two years ago um but apart from that I kind of have done away with most of it because I, I, it just really frustrated me. I was like, look, this is an industry that's usually booking sort of three, four months ahead, and we actually really need to stop doing that. Yeah, um, right. So every time things have opened up again in Victoria, and I, well, I am being critical, but I'm not, you know, it's everyone's got to do, do it differently, but the approach from venues and promoters has generally been, all right, let's let's go again. And yep. I've just kind of been going, this is absurd. Like what we probably should be doing is just booking a show like a week ahead and saying, oh, it looks good, you know, risk is low, um, it's Monday, show gets announced, tickets on sale, show's happening on Saturday, you know, because, yeah, uh, it just became really tiresome, you know, to um, – to book things knowing full well <laughs> that this whole yeah. situation is so volatile. Did you actually get in any shows? We've done um, a few. Um, I'm just trying to think. So we've done um, must be two in Melbourne. Um, we've done one here in Castlemaine where we live, and that, that was just really good luck. It just sort of happened to be just before the recent lockdown started. Yeah, okay. Um, the last show that we did, what was really a struggle for us is we, we, this band has been 10 years of relentless touring and releasing and, you know, we're really, um, it, it means everything to us. There's no part of this band that is, you know, oh, it's just a good time to catch up and have a drink or whatever. So it's not a hobby. It's a passion. It's what you it's, love doing. Yeah, we have to do it, and and for us playing live, you know, and the reason one of the reasons we love to tour is because when you play thirty nights in a row, you play better than when you play, you know, on the weekend only. Um, it's it's a more consistent thing. You can actually like once you do it so many times too, you start getting critical of yourself as well. Like it's it, well, it's either going to be one or two things. You're either going to hate it or you're going to love it. You're either going to hate playing shows consistently because you're either going to hear yourself all the time or you're going to hear yourself and go, I want to get better. Yeah, yeah and that's always been for us. Where, where the whole point of the band is to at all times be on the precipice of falling apart, you know, like as in, yeah. I don't mean emotionally, I mean pushing ourselves, you know, the same as a good footy player or something, like pushing ourselves to the point. That, yeah, um, it more might. of a physical burnout than anything. Yeah, so the last time we played a gig, um, what was the struggle for us was the crowd was awesome, like that was great, and I really, like it's so different, you know, to any other time in my, you know, musical career where people are, people were saying to us, you know, almost, you know, word for word, just saying, you know, 
that meant so much to me. Like, thank you. Like, I needed that. Um, but we were probably playing at about 90%, you know? Yeah. Just, just because we couldn't rehearse regularly and we couldn't, um, yeah, we weren't in as good a form as we like to be and we just sort of had to accept it. So we've also done a bunch of shows that are um, just totally improvised. Yeah. And I'm thinking for the next while those might be the shows that we do because we don't have to be in as good a uh, shape physically because they're, they're different. Um, they're more experimental. Like I, I don't play a drum kit in those shows. I play sort of... Uh, contact mics and extended percussion stuff or whatever. Um, so, yeah, we've just at all times tried to, like we wrote an album as well during all the lockdowns that's uh, uh, instrumental. Um, yeah, you're a two-piece though, yeah? Yeah, we're a two-piece and we like bring in other people when we can and when they want to and when it suits, but, you know, we don't have um, we don't have any money so we can't like – we're basically a two-piece for the reason that we're the two people that we know that are as committed as us to doing this. Yeah, um, okay. But, you know, um, we are going to do some shows with a third member, which we've done in the past, but um, a mate of mine from high school that I played my, my second band with, um, he moved back to the area or moved back to Victoria anyway. Uh, and so we're going to do some shows with him, but basically the way we explained it to him is like, you know, dead is a, a freight train, albeit a slowed down one at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, we, we will just keep going and doing what we do and you tell us what you can do. And, um, yeah, you're not, you're not um, you're not required to do anything that, you know, other people in a band normally either should do or are resented for not doing like all you got to do is turn up um play your bass and if you can't make a show that we book we'll play it anyway like that's you know <laughs> you, you won't you won't be holding us back you know but let's that's a pretty um, sweet deal though at least that there's, there's less stress as well when it comes to a show day and suddenly like uh, a member comes down crook and you might have to cancel well, yeah, it's just I've been in that position too many times. Like more just than over it, so you just go on that stuff. It will just make sure we're a two piece. Yeah, like more than two people. It's a lot to ask to say, hey, um, we all, you know, are going to put in equally. We're all going to be committed to this, even though it doesn't make any money and it actually takes up a lot of time. And hmm. um, so the just. And I side of the the arts industry, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I've been look. I've I started playing gigs when I was thirteen, fourteen, and I started booking and managing my own bands when I was fifteen or sixteen. So shit, I spent a long time doing all the work, like the the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe in my early twenties had a huge sort of burnout from it going this is fucked like i i do all this work that the others don't even realize what it is because they just turn up and play um so with jace you know we kind of established really early on we're both um super super committed and we both put in a lot of work 
his work is more fun because he does like the illustrations and and writes most of the music um and mine's a lot more boring but um we both respect that each other is putting in you know uh, just as much yeah um and then yeah when we work with other people it's more like um you know we've already got something going on here you can you can be a guest really um and it's fun for them because you know they kind of have a freedom you know like generally it's like oh cool the song's already written i just you know i'll just do my thing or yeah yeah and so it this it really fascinates me that's all just because uh normally a two and 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 what what sort of genre would you classify when you say you go experimental like so what 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 is what is your sound to begin with then i mean neither of us have ever had any concern or interest in uh where we fit um and jace is probably i've never played in a cover band ever um but jace like jace unfortunately for him you know spent a bit of his youth in um regional new south wales like uh griffith um yeah. and so uh, you know, I don't begrudge him that, you know, <laughs> that was that was all it was on offer. I was really spoiled. Um, I grew up in, you know, inner city Melbourne. Uh, there was already shows pretty much seven nights a week, not, not as much as there is now, but there was a lot of shows already. Um, yeah. So I started playing gigs twice a week when I was 14 and never stopped. And I never had to do that. I never had to go down that path of, playing covers or whatever um but he has a bit more of an appreciation for you know he's he's a he's a legitimate songwriter or more of an experimental musician so he he would have a better idea of oh this song's sort of a pop song or this song's sort of a you know a motorheady song or whatever um but neither of us have ever cared for we're not trying to fit in anywhere so yeah, okay. the whole the whole sort of um how we describe it it's we're not trying to be clever or difficult it's not really it's just not relevant to us like um <laughs> people will hear us and they'll like this is the way i think of it you know, <laughs> like when you listen to a song all you have is your own you know musical vocabulary to to go off so you know, a kid that's never, ever heard shellac, you know, will hear one of those dime a dozen shellac ripoff bands and go, whew, you know, what's this? This is this is fresh. This is new. You know, oh, yeah, love this. Yeah. this is this slaps. What, what, what goes? How yeah. And then they'll sort of, you know, and, and they'll they'll decide, oh, where does this fit? You know, it's, it's something like innate in human beings that we most of us seem to want to go. Where do I put this? Yeah, so, like classing it as something or a, yeah. or a genre of sorts, you know, yeah. So we get put into places all the time by other people, and that's not really our business in the sense <sighs> that um, you do whatever you got to do to, you know, to feel comfortable with what you're listening to. We're not trying to do anything, but um, having said that, you know, 
yeah, we obviously have a, a, an interest in like heavy music and heavy music that is not um, we're not we're not having a winch, you know. So it's for my my side of it is that I'm I've always been really drawn to that kind of caveman element. So yeah. your girlfriend didn't leave you, nothing like that, you know, bad breakup. No, no, no and and mainly because, um, <laughs> partly because it's like, well, there's two of us, so we have to both be as equally invested in this. So yeah. if I start making this about my thing, like that's part of the reason I tend not to write any lyrics because every time I write lyrics, I'm a bit like, oh, well, that's sort of, you know, um. There's there's an art to it, and I can do it, but Jace is better at it, I think, of writing a lyric that's, you know, a, a bit more, um, like, sort of, uh, what am I trying to say, like, kind of make, lets you as the listener kind of create your own story, you know? Right, right. You know, I, I was never drawn to bands like, you know, Rage Against the Machine or system of a down or whatever that was so specific with their lyrics that is like, well, I, I, this song is really just a little history lesson on a, you know, particular political um, event that happened on a particular date. Um, I was always more drawn to stuff that, you know, could, you know, you, you go, oh, shit, 50 years later, this is still, you know, um, touching people. It still brings something up. Right, so, right. So, yeah. The music going, yeah. We're very much, this is our thing. We create it together. Um, and and we, you know, particularly Jace being the primary songwriter, I think that he has a really good ability of respecting the fact that he doesn't know where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So uh, he's never sort of once said to me, no, you've got it wrong. Like it's, um, it's supposed to be slow or supposed to be fast or whatever. He often says, "Oh, this is completely different to what I had in mind, but um, but it's good, so go with it." Um, you mm -hmm. know, and so yeah. As far as where we fit, it's just not. Um, we're not trying to say that oh, we're this unique thing that doesn't fit in anywhere. We're just saying. You know, we, we fit in in different places depending on where we go. And because we've toured a lot, you know, overseas, you know, from city to city, like one place will consider us a sludge band and one place will consider us a, a noise rock band. And, um, you know, just because they're kind of got their own reference points, you know. Yeah, um, okay. And then other people consider us a, a two-piece band, like as in like that's its own genre. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I like no idea that just being two members of a band makes you a uh, a, a two piece. But totally. Then, yeah, and it's not for us to. It's like, all right, well, you know, you, I just think of it as we're speaking a language, and most of what we're saying is being sort of interpreted, not how we, not not how it came out of our mouths. You know. Yeah. Okay. So. Usually, so what you're saying, yeah, is like people will often put you into a category, but you yourselves are just like, oh, okay, whatever. We don't really give a shit, but sure, if that's where we fit. Yeah, then they're not wrong. They're just, made, <laughs> they're, just they're just often unimaginative, you know. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So who, who's some of the biggest bands that you've played with then? Like, even if it's like festivals and stuff, who, if you've played any uh, any big ones like that, who are some of the biggest names that you've played with? Um, I mean, we toured here with Jucifer and Black Cobra. And, yeah. they're, and they're definitely very contemporaries for us. Like, we, we get along well with them. We still stay in touch. And um, they're more, you Don't know. Don't have collabs or anything like that? um with them no um you know but those two bands are probably more at the extreme heavy end of things whereas we'll bust out a pop song and we don't you know <laughs> we're happy to do that you know like that um and uh there's definitely yeah. like a theme there is no theme you know yeah yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, sometimes you see a band where you go, oh, Jesus, it's like you're just trying to cover every genre, you know, like that's not, that's not where we come from at all. No, uh, no I it's think genuine, that, it's a genuine love, like a genuine, like, this is just what, what we want to do, like, we don't give a shit, like, it, it's not, yeah, like, there's, there's no sort of ego to it, this is like, this is what we enjoy, this is what we genuinely enjoy, so we're going to do it. Yeah, and we're both in a weird way, like it's a kind of blessing in disguise, but we've not ever experienced, um, and particularly not early on, you know, being popular. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. like. I don't know what it feels like to, like, uh, you know, I really, through high school, I played every week uh, at great expense to my, you know, education, uh, played, you know, two shows a week at least usually and I never you know until we started touring overseas never experienced a room full of people that wanted me to be there um experienced quite the opposite and so it never I never had to go through that thing and neither did Jace really of going oh shit um people really like this we better not change it you know yeah Uh, I just always experienced most people hate when I'm playing music like most people wish that I wasn't um, <laughs> and that that sucks but at least it means you know in retrospect at least it means well I'll just continue doing it because there's no point second guessing it you know there's no uh, I just I remember early on people interviewing you know my older bands um saying you know or oh, wouldn't it be easier just to do a limp biscuit sort of thing or whatever was popular at the time yeah. And I was just like, no, it actually really wouldn't be to me. Like the idea of copying someone actually takes a lot more mental energy for me. Um, Being this character that you're not is not so easily done by everyone. Yeah. No, some people, you know, you look at Mike Patton, like he is so, he's a very original artist as well. I'm not having a diss, but he's so good at imitation, you know, like, I imagine he could do accents really well, you know, and he can imitate a singer like, oh, we're doing a Lionel Richie song, you know, like, um, but I've never had that um, skill. And the older I get, the more whatever I do just ends up sounding like me, like I can't, um, can't help it. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> I can't remember sort of like question create was. an accent sort of thing. Yeah, it's just you and you can't ever you know, I, I remember early on too, like, um, band in high school and 
we made a record and we recorded it live um, because, the, you know, that was all we really knew how to do was play live. And, you know, I would, um, and I still do, I would always write the set list, you know, and I would sort of anguish over, you know, oh, don't put those two together because, you know, they might be a bit similar. And, you know, to me, I was like, oh, you know, we're covering a lot of ground here, you know, like, and then I remember getting a review for the album that was like not scathing at all. Like it was like, oh, it's good. And, you know, and they're young and they're really having a crack, um, you know, and it said something like, oh, it won't be for everyone because it's pretty much all the same, you know. So if you don't like it, you know. Um, yeah, okay. And I remember going, I wasn't like upset. I just remember going, shit, like, whatever you're hearing is very different to what I'm hearing. And you, I, that was when I sort of started to realise there's no way, there's no way of me hearing what anyone else hears. Like, that's the problem when you play music. You're in the minority. There's only two of you. There's only two of us in the band that mm -hmm. are in the band and everyone else is outside. So yeah. the way we hear it is unique to us, you know, and um, we can't listen to a song that we wrote as a as a casual, you know, observer. So we're always I, yeah, I I understand that yeah, because it 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 it's what you know it, that I guess that's kind of a read like why people I guess enjoy putting things into like classes or or genres per se is that. They have their favourites. That's what they want to listen to. Mm. And they can go to said bands, playlists, whatever, right? And then there's guys like you that could literally go across all of them. And they'll be like, oh, well, fuck, I don't want that. I just want one. I just want one. Don't, I, you know? Like, so it, it's, but it's, it's also what you guys enjoy. So whether or not they like it, it's a performance. It's it's not really something that's up to them to decide what they want to hear. This is what they're getting. You're playing it because you guys like it, right? So, yeah, like it's it's a really weird it's a weird industry, eh? Like we put our hearts on our sleeves and get up on stage and we sing about shit that could be either about nothing or something that is that near and dear to you. But whether or not someone likes it or not, it gets weird, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like, um, you know, particularly it's different in every um, country, like the the culture around it. But yeah, right. I'm, I've got no idea because I haven't even been out of this out of this country, man, like, and then, you know, going in, going into COVID, there's probably a fat chance I'll be going for a while now, longer, you know, mm. my brother lives over in New York, and he's always been like, yeah, when you actually have enough money, come over, I'm like, fuck yeah, right on. I mean, but well, our experience has been that um, Australia compared to um, the US and Europe is where we've done the most other touring, um, and Southeast Asia, compared to those three areas just our experience mm -hmm. australia is so much more conservative like like beyond you know what any of us can understand unless you actually you know step outside of it yeah, unless you've been there you won't know yeah and we think we're not but we are and 
I mean conservative around the sense that um, music is predominantly in Australia more of a trade. It's more entertainment. Um, and we're not usually as audiences particularly excited by or interested in, you know, being out of our comfort zone or being challenged or confused. Um, me as a listener from as young as I can remember, that's always been my favorite thing. My favorite thing has always been going, fuck, what, what's, what's happening right now? Like I, you know, uh, I'm confused. So, you know, that's where it gets, I guess, difficult. And, um, I think that Australians, the, the default attitude culture is, you know, music is there to entertain me while I drink almost always. Right. Uh, and it's not there to challenge me. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that what we do challenges everyone or whatever, but just that when we toured um, in the States and in Europe, had a lot of people converse with us, basically telling us that that's what they enjoyed about it was that they didn't know what was happening, you know, and that they, they want to find out where are we coming from. Um, and it's probably happened more easily there, of course, because we're exotic. Um, yeah, but here, place, yeah. Yeah, but here that's always been seen as, uh, generally speaking, as a, that's, that's a, um, a failing of ours. Like, oh, they're obviously, you know, ideally they would mean to, um, you know, be more, um, you know, uh, you know, more palatable or more fit in somewhere more, but they've obviously just fallen short. Yeah, um, I, I, I know where you're going with that one too. Like, say, if you're at a show and then suddenly one of the bands that's playing there has an opinion about something and the music stops and then they have the chance to say it. It may not be anything related to the theme of the show or the bands or anything like that, but they've just got their own two cents to say about something. And then you'll just be there thinking most of the crowd will be there going, oh, shut the fuck up, you know, and it's right, you know, just play the music. And there's not really it's it's almost like people just in a sense don't really have the time for it Is yes that, or they don't want to have the time for it and it's like music in itself is expressive and it's there to be different and uh have an opinion about something that's the whole point about it it's artistic expression you know just because it you play it in a pub doesn't make it fucking you know pop culture or anything like that it's still music like it's ah you know like a lot of it comes down to how much are you willing to put in and i I don't expect people to put in a lot but you know if you know if you want to hike up a mountain you know um and you do it and it's hard work and you know it's like oh this is like a four hour trip one way you know oh but geez this view is amazing you know uh, oh, yeah and then you get back and then someone says how was it and you go oh it's, it's pretty shit like it's <coughs> it's it's a bit uh, yeah it's a bit hard to get to you know <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like whereas there was that other uh lookout you, you can just drive straight there so just <laughs> get, go there instead and yeah Music is the same in the sense that I'm not saying, hey, everyone should put in a lot of effort. They they don't have to. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But um, 
there is definitely music out there and and where tend to fall into that category where if you're willing to put in a bit of work um you know then you'll really get something out of it whereas you know you can probably enjoy Powderfinger or whatever without putting any effort in which isn't to say that they didn't put effort in themselves like if you're a really big fan of a band like that i'm sure you can find all sorts of easter eggs in there um yeah but you can also just you know i mean the beatles are a great example of that you know the beatles are easy for people that don't put much effort in to enjoy but i i could listen to them till i die and i will and i'll still find new stuff you know so um yeah i'm a huge fan of the beatles as well I, so we, we just happen to be one that it's gonna be a bit you might need to put a bit of effort in or you might have to stick some earplugs in or you, you know like this isn't just gonna happen for you and it <laughs> yeah. yeah and that, that, that's probably what we find you know we're a little bit jaded what we find ourselves frustrated with the most is the stuff that we see in this country you know get more attention is usually something that to us just sounds like a, a watered down version of something that already happened you know it's like yeah well, we're already a step behind yeah it's like we already had a radio Birdman, and that's going, <laughs> going back like 40 years more now so why are we listening to a really shitty version of radio Birdman? like <laughs> wouldn't the would the idea to be do something with it like go that's 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 our general attitude you know yeah yeah it's it look it's I, as the the older I get, the more I care less about the <laughs> whole genre stuff. Yeah. As well, like fitting into a category or whatever. Like, look, be, truth be told, I'm a huge metal like like to true like deathcore. Like I grew up on deathcore shit, right? Like I mean, uh, you know, my my track record of getting to where I am is literally like now I'm I'm one of those guys that can listen to everything and but that's the whole point i want to it's interesting there's so much music out there and there's always so many different styles and uh, it's just just a wild 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 thing if you delve into it more right and yeah like it's it i'm i'm a i'm a huge deathcore lover or beat down hardcore music sort of uh, genre at heart right so when I go to those gigs, man, just the right fucking band is playing, man, it just sucks me up to no end, and I don't care anymore. Like, I don't do the whole, like, crowd killing or any of that stupid shit, right? But I just mean, like, just the energy that I feel. Like, I just can't help but bob my head. I just get so immersed in it. Like, I use, I use that stuff for, like, when I'm throwing axes and shit uh, every week. It's just something about the heavier stuff that just gets me in the zone, right? But then also, I can sit back and just listen to like background jazz music and have an absolute appreciation for it. It's it's weird, like you just the way you can the way you can sort of delve into all the different genres that you can make and create uh, is is crazy, but. I I am at, at heart one of those guys that just loves the really heavy music, but that doesn't mean that that's all I listen to. I like yeah. listening to different shit. It's 
it's interesting. But like I said, there's a lot out there, right? And and I'm not saying like why don't you play something different? But I'm saying if you wanna if you wanna get a little notoriety, play play more, like as a band, play more than one genre. How fucking cool would that be? Be one of the bands out there that's like that could play go across every genre. Imagine that. I'd go and see that. I mean, to, to me, do it's just it. You can feel it, and and it's rare, and it's so precious when it happens, and you. I just have to latch onto it. You can feel it when someone means it, you know. So yeah, that, passion, um, that energy, you can see it yeah. when they're really into it. Yeah. So for some people, that'll mean that they don't mix it up that much, you know. Like I remember reading an interview with Lemmy, and he was absolutely convinced that, um, you know, Motorhead album-wise had never repeated themselves. And I thought, you're not wrong. Uh, it's just that you're so much deeper into this than I am. So, <laughs> so I, I hear what you do and I hear that most of it's, you know, you're, you know, he, he's from, I would say, a culture of kind of what we're talking about before. He, he respects the fact that we're here to give you a good time. Mm -hmm. um, but he still also thought, you know, I haven't repeated myself. Like I'm doing new things every time. And the fact that I don't hear that is my shortcoming, not his. Like, it's not that he's failed to write music that is new. It's just that I haven't, you know, haven't uh, paid that much attention. But mm. what's more important is that a, a band like um, Motorhead or you know, like High on Fire, a good example of um, current times, where they sort of fit within a world that they've created for themselves. You know, they're very much honouring um, that, that that's come before. Yeah. But, but they are 100% committed to it. And that's that's honestly all I care about. So for some people that means... Yeah, you gotta be, you got to be fucking real. you got to be... Yeah. You know, if you're going to be... If you're going to be a shithead, be a shithead. Don't, 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 don't be nice in between. No, <laughs> you just... Uh, you can tell it's you can tell when it's like yeah you mean that so that could yeah. mean you know i remember seeing flipper um it might have been the only time they came to australia but you know they came like in the um sort of mid 2000s or something um and so they you know they were already uh like a nostalgia act if you if you will like isn't they you know and yeah, they, know. yeah. they were still like the guitarist was so loose i just i, just, I was like I, i've never seen someone this old be this kind of bad if you will at playing a guitar but he was so good like it was just like that's that's you like you're, yeah. you're, you're just being true to who you are and it was awesome like it was but if someone was to sort of imitate that it would just be the saddest thing ever because uh, you know and, and like david Yao from the jesus is, is like that it's like there's only one. He's the only guy that needs to do that. And every time someone imitates him, it sounds fucking terrible because even he wasn't trying to be him, <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's just letting it out. And um, so that, that's the, that's what it is for me. It's so for some people, you know, some of the bands that we play with are folk bands, are, you know, synth bands, whatever. Um, but you can, you know it, you know it when they, believe in what they do and they're willing to you know sort of back that up and that's all i 
really care about. It's not about who can be the most original or who can come up with the weirdest thing. Because um, I lived through that era where every band, you know, was sort of like a Mr. Bungle ripoff. Mm -hmm. And it was awful. It was, like, it was like even Mr. Bungle only just got away with this. So don't, you know, just, yeah, just do. And I ju also just think a good song is so precious. You know, it's weird. There's there's endless music out there, but a good song that, like, actually touches you. Oh, for sure. It's so important that I don't care who made it. I don't care if it's an Elton John song or, you know, or an obscure um kid in their bedroom that i never heard of it just doesn't if it's good that's that's that trumps everything you know yeah the, a lot of i think a lot of people really get too much into that as well like you can be critical of bands and and, and artists and stuff like that i mean that's again like it's just a part of the it's the part of the beast right like some people will like it some people won't and but it's when you start going like, oh, this shit, don't go see them, or or like just just blowing them off completely after seeing them one time. It, it's shut up, you know. Like just if you don't if you don't like it, that's it, whatever. But if you do, awesome. There's 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 no big deal anymore. Like I used to be really bad for that, you know. Like if if someone really likes some like music or artist or whatever. I'd be like, oh, they're fucking shit, or like just hag on it. Yeah. Now, I, I, I just don't care. Like, but I, I, what I really care about is, you know, that you appreciate it, that 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 you're pure, uh, appreciating music, whether what whatever form it is. Uh, that that that's I think that's the most important part out of it. And uh, it's you start getting too critical of 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 bands and their personas and stuff like that. If they're genuinely good people, obviously, then yeah, support them. But, but of course, but in saying that too, if they're, if they're genuinely assholes in real life, then of course don't support them. <laughs> so. It's, well, it's always going to play into it, isn't it? But like, yeah, it took me a long time to get my head around the fact that um, a lot of people, you know, really were sort of, I guess judging the music they liked on the, I guess the values of the person who made it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like I said, I just grew up going. This the music is so important. It never even occurred. You know, I don't, I don't look at a footballer and say, you know, oh, can you, you know, help me with guidance, you know, on something other than being good at football you know mm -hmm. um and it's sort of the same with music like i remember um listening to an interview with uh kerry king um from slayer and you know i was pretty disappointed because i was like fuck this guy's an idiot like he's he's a <laughs> racist like moron like he's not even he's not even um he's not necessarily a prick he just actually doesn't realize how fucking clueless he is um <laughs> But I'm not going to stop listening to the music. Like, is is in that you know that doesn't change the fact that some of this music is incredible. It's just really disappointing and sad. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like oh, that. That's that's such a bummer. Um, and of course, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't like want to give him any of my money or anything. You know, but I, I think that side of it's always been like 
I was chatting about this with Ray um, from Hard Ons the other day, who's a you know a really good friend of ours and a, been a bit of a mentor. You know that because both of us are, have, yeah, yeah, because both <laughs> of us are coloured. You know, that's something that we've just engaged with always. So if we were to boycott all the people that you know have been racist well we can't go to the post office we can't go to the supermarket we can't get on a tram we can't you know like where does it end like we've had to go well we've got to find common ground you know with people it's Um, it's just so systemically ingrained into the culture here that when people get called out for it they're just so shocked by it (laughs) (laughs) well and that's a privilege that's a privilege to be shocked because when it happens Uh, And that's exactly what Ray and I were talking about the other day is like people that are shocked, you're you're showing um, that you're showing your privilege at the moment because we're not ever shocked because we know that it's um, it's there even in people that, yeah, you know, consider themselves to be good people and and all that. But, you you know, you, you have to work alongside them. You have to. So, you know, I've never. I've never gone, oh, someone's really good at music. They must have, you know, equal um, and awesome politics, you know, to myself. Um, some some yeah. people, uh, people are capable of really good and bad shit sometimes at the same time, you know, um, or they don't. You know, I was listening to Turbo Negro today and I, I love them and they're taking the piss and I get it. I also know that you know, being Norwegians, they didn't really get, um, they didn't really get the joke that they were making, you know, when they named their band, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because to them they were like, oh, we'll, we'll, ta- we'll make fun of Nazis, you know, like because the, the white power thing was so prevalent in Scandinavia. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of irony, isn't it? Because they were like called Nazi penis. <laughs> <laughs> the record label was like... <clears throat> Oh, you know, that's not going to fly. So they, so they changed their name to, you know, what translates to turbo nigger in their um, oh. their language. But they think it's funny because they've never they've never been on the other side of it, have they? So they're like, oh, we're just taking the piss because it's all kind of fantasy to them, you know. Um, and it's a bit like I imag- I remember, you know, as a kid, I could watch much more violent films because I hadn't experienced violence, you know, upon me. Yeah. But then when I got older and I had had some unfortunate experiences, I was like, oh, this, this is oh, this is actually quite upsetting to watch this. Yeah, you know? like almost like a little triggery sort of thing. It's triggering and just it's more it's like that was, um, you know, at a certain point in my life, maybe, um, you know, like a superhero violence, you know, which is obviously just complete fantasy yeah might have seemed the same as you know violence where you know it's it's much more real um and then now you know then i'm older i'm just like oh this is not I'm not saying i'm not going to watch the film or whatever but it, it's it's more upsetting and so i think that there's a lot of that in music as well that you know a band like turbo negro they didn't they, there was no malice in what they were doing it was just ignorance and those are the two things that i think are often confused is i you know if someone if someone has malice you can feel it yeah uh, and if someone is just ignorant well then there is the opportunity to 
for them to do something about it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think that stuff is ever that black and white. I, you know, I've had people say things to me that if I was to kind of print it, I could get a whole mob of people going, "Geez, what a piece of shit!" You know, like they said that. You know, and like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't. They didn't mean it that way, actually. You know. Yeah, um, it's always a bit harsher when it's like on paper and you're only reading it you weren't there contextually to understand what was going on yeah and there's an opportunity to there's a fork in the road i guess to prove whether you're a prick or not because it's yeah if if you say something shitty and someone says hey that feels pretty shit when you say that oh my god they, yeah, like they've, they've, then, they've then got a choice of saying oh sorry i didn't mean that or yeah. no <laughs> i just this is the most important thing right now. The most important thing is that I am allowed to say whatever I said, no matter what, you know. All right, then it's like, nah, you're a prick. No, I don't mind. I just had the flashback from this morning, right? And so here's a good example of, like, just straight-up stupid question, like, without even thinking, right? It was, <laughs> you know, you're... Um, uh, you were saying that you're a bit missing out on the vitamin D or whatever, and I was just like, "Oh, is, is that is that because of genetics, or do you just miss <laughs> missing out on? You just really miss the sun?" I was just like, "That was the stupidest fucking question you could have asked, you dickhead! Like, what is wrong with you?" And that was just straight up not paying attention. Like, I'm I was working and yeah, yeah. you know, the, my my mind was not really focused on what was in front of me. You know, I, and I understand. Like, I'm I'm as white as they come. I know my privilege, right? I know my his like my my my, my the the history to this country. I know the history uh, to to my to my family, like uh, all that jazz, right? I know I know all that. So it's as easy as like if you if you say something stupid, just own it and say sorry, man. Like I didn't mean it. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. I know now to pay more attention. You know, yeah, it's amazing how much you know, we could undo if more people just had the ability to say, um, oh, sorry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to hurt you. I can see how that could, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of get it now or, or even that I don't get it, but I, I believe you, you know? Yeah, and there's just such there's and, and usually quite often it'll always be like if they ever become heated, it's always like they think that they didn't say or do anything wrong, right? And then they feel like they're the victim, sort of thing, in the end of it. And yeah. it's it's just more like, man, just just take a step back. No one's attacking you. No one's like coming for your soul or anything. It's just it's that's what I mean before when I said like it's just so ingrained into this kind like into in, into this culture uh here where we live and just in each state it's sort of the same vibe right like yeah, yeah I, I think we've we've hit a time where it's at least in in our sort of circles like you know within the music world and stuff it's just become so um important to a lot of people to call others out rather than rather yeah, than do it, rather than do good yourself like it seems to be more important to point out look how shit this person is and it's i often just go hmm, you know maybe look at yourself before you <laughs> you know like, like you seem to be you know a lot of people seem to be invested in the idea it's like you actually want this person to have fucked up 
mm. like you know rather than you know and from my end i i've always been the opposite i've always gone i, I would prefer that you know i prefer that they didn't you know i prefer that we can actually find some common ground here or you know um and part of that's also just a defense mechanism is just excusing excusing shitty things because you don't want to admit that they just happened to you you know yeah like well, i have to keep working with this person or i have to keep going to school and this you know you've got a teacher that's racist or something well you got to pick your battles you know like yeah um, if it's you, just is it worth it when it's someone just on the street passing by or is it worth it if it's your boss you know uh if you're working with someone in particular i mean it's important all the time of course like calling the shit out for sure but especially when it's a bit more closer to home and you have to like when you have to deal with the said person for more often than not most of the time sort of thing like you you kind of got to do something about it in that instance hey yeah and i think one of the problems for me with all that has always been that i've generally not really cared much about what other people think or say so you know that that's the other sort of flip side of this is sometimes people are calling this but oh this person said this this person said that and i often go who gives a fuck what the singer of that band thinks about anything they're a singer in a band they're not a fucking politician you know like if, if they if they started to try and promote that stuff and sell it then i'd be like no fuck you i'm not supporting you Totally, but but, but the, you know, the, if you say it, like yeah, like you say, like just shut up, just ignore it. Well, the, exactly. That's my point. Is I'm like you're giving them the audience that you are worried that they have. They they don't have that audience, and like we see it time and time again. Like I know this from being in a band, right? If I want to get coverage, if I want to get noticed, don't write a good song. Just do something shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the best way to get like and in fact the the only times we've ever had massive spikes in our like social media like you know um heaps of people liking us or heaps of people responding is when we've had reviews that are really scathing you know, <laughs> because it gets people's sort of attention you know whereas if we get a review that's like fuck this is a really great album you know really you know like i urge you to check it out you know like um it's tumbleweeds but so i know that if i just got up tomorrow and just posted some bullshit you know misogynist crap or whatever that it would be good in the end that's what pisses me off it would be good for us as far as you know getting attention and getting attention is really difficult yeah and i often go like what i said before like a football player just said something you know it's like their their job is to play football. Why are we seeking counsel from them? You know, like um, <laughs> there are people, and and there's you know there are people who that is their sort of position. You know, like um, people that you know travel the world, like you know just speaking, you know, about stuff. You know, I guess they like modern day philosophers or whatever. You know, like and you know. That wouldn't have done too well during this COVID era. No. But <laughs> what, what I find peculiar is, yeah, this idea of, like, yeah, you know, um, 
okay, someone has said something that you disagree with and you think it's your duty to explain to everyone, you know, what they've said and why it's wrong. Meanwhile, giving it more airtime um, at the expense of good stuff, you know, like, um, and that, that's, you know, without fail. Like if something's going to go viral, it'll be because someone said something racist or someone said something, you know, really fucked up. Um, or it's a really cute dog video. <laughs> yeah, or it's a cute dog. But it won't be, it will never go viral because, you know, someone said something really beautiful and considered and generous or, you know. Um, so I can't remember what I was getting with that, but just just the idea that, yeah, you know. Um, if if, if you... someone's good at playing bass, that's what they're good at and they might not necessarily be across everything else, you know, they might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 like with you know this 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 the the whole original sort of uh, COVID misinfo and anti-vax rhetoric and stuff. After a while, I used to get like I was getting really mad at it, and then I would see people that I know sharing it and talking about it, and I'd be like, "This is fucked. He's dumb. What are you doing?" And uh, and I always felt the need to sort of like either point it out to someone or, or or to do something about it. But now it's just like, oh, look, you can say whatever you want, but it just means I'm going to talk to you less or or not do anything with you. You know, like it, yeah. it's it's there's less sort of a snap reaction from me anymore because I've been through that phase now of doing that and I don't like it. It's fucking shit. So. I, I prefer to just sit back and just go, ah, right. Looks like I don't need to deal with you or give you money anymore. So, and then I'll move on and I'll support someone else or more importantly, I'll like, I'll try and support your local, you know? So. Yeah. I find often in those situations, if you stop and like kind of ask yourself the question, um, is there anything I could say to this person? That yeah, let's change there. Yeah. Like, and often the answer is no. Like, often the answer is we're whatever it is that we're into. We're, you know, by and large, most of us are pretty invested in that. So we're not gonna, um, you know, we're not gonna welcome something that says, "Oh shit," you know, I was wrong about that. Um, yeah, you know, so. That's it's it's a it's just look if you fuck up you fuck up just say sorry <laughs> yeah i think that's and, and just that the end that's that's the way you move on right that's the way you just get get the ball rolling yeah and if you find it that hard like man you've got a long way to go and so like it, it's really hard for me to sort of relate to any of those sort of experiences that you've had of course or uh not being uh it's like being as being a boy you know what i mean like so i can still i can i can uh feel for you though in in knowing and saying that that's it's there shouldn't there shouldn't be an issue i really don't understand it like in the core center of myself i i i just don't understand why people get so invested and 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 hateful and and really make notice of it. It just it boggles my mind, you know. Like, who gives a shit? Uh, no, I'm with you on that. I, I 
growing up, I was like, you know, at some point I learned that, you know, homophobia existed. And yeah, um, I just remember thinking, I don't, I don't get how that it would be anyone's business. I, I'm just not, I'm not joining the dots here. How, how does it affect me if the two blokes next door sleep in the same bed as each other? I, yeah. Do, do, do I have to be involved in this or like, yeah. it's, it's just literally it, that one dumbfounds me. I go, yeah. look, and at any point, the only time you should ever be doing, saying anything is if they're fucking having parties, keeping you up, or or fucking uh, doing whatever into the god and god knows hours of the night and keeping you up. That's the sort of time where you go, hey, can you guys keep it down, please, or whatever. But it's who gives a shit. Like, is that a is that a problem in the gay community? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. But it's like, but why? Why is it any of your business? Like yeah. what 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 they do with their lives? Like just um, you know, unless it's yeah, unless it's like rowdy parties or they're getting up to that sort of shit. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the thing. But what they do, like in their life, yeah, fuck off. That's none of your concern. There are genuine things out there that do affect us, you know. Yeah. So you go. Well, it's amazing that you would, that. Yeah, it's amazing that you would waste energy on something that doesn't. Like, I mean, the the vax one is a thing at the moment. Like, it's it's really hard, you know. But whatever you do at the moment, like mm-hmm. around this, has consequences. That's that's what I don't have time for. People pretending it doesn't. It's yeah. like. You, you, insane, man. Yeah. Like you have the choice. You, you, yes, you can choose not to get vaccinated, um, but you can't pretend that you exist in some sort of vacuum where um, whatever you do doesn't affect the people around you because it does. Um, and that's yeah, that's probably why this is going to be such a challenging time because. Uh, but this is the thing to me though that makes me sort of scratch my head is that. This is it's it's literally turning into the same way that we like say people would used to go like oh it's just like the flu, well okay, in the way that if you're not vaccinated to it you could die, oh look that's a little bit different to say if you haven't had the flu shot and then you get the flu, Mm. you know it's there's there's a bit more of a chance you might die. So I'd, I'd rather sit on that fence and actually, you know, kind of get the shot. I don't want to die if that's a potential thing that can happen to me or I get exposed to it. So, you know, I got a kid. I don't want to leave the kid behind. I'm not, I'm not like any, anything uh, uh, to do with health shit, right? I listen to those people and give a fuck about that. Very anti-establishment, that's for sure. But uh, it, it's when it's concerned with my health and my well-being and living and stuff like that, I pay a bit more attention. Yeah. I think that's probably where a lot of people have gotten confused because it's like, yeah, I am very um, much, I don't, you know, I don't trust uh, governments really. Exactly. But but I do, I do trust that um, scientists uh, are pursuing science most of the time. And, and there's, there's enough of them that if something's, a consensus that can't be some fucking conspiracy where all the world's governments have banded together to go, hey, let's all pretend. Uh, We must pretend that this thing is real. You know, it's like, no, no, that that shit's real because 
because it is because you know there's they've collected enough data you know um yeah people people think we live in north korea for christ's sake it's insane if i Oh man, when when those cool and gather lockdowns uh, protests happened maybe three or four weeks ago or something <laughs> now, there was one lady that they snapped when they were doing the whole crossover tour, right? And she was like, "Is this just like Nazi Germany or whatever?" Yeah. I thought you're fucking off your head, love. What yeah. is wrong with you? Did you really just say that? Well, again, because it's just, that is just a fantasy to them. Like they they would never have considered what that of what would what that would have really been like. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah. Lord. I mean, I yeah, they. I don't really think they understand. <laughs> it's just it, it kind of baffled me. So like when that sort of and yeah, the the old horse riding hero, fucking oh my god, that was amazing. But also. Just what a fucking fruit loop, right? And and so they all it's, it's it's such a weird time. I think it's like these lockdowns have sort of made people kind of cuckoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and most understandably too, because a lot of people haven't really had to deal with this whole isolation thing. They choose not to be isolated because they don't like it. So they go out and they do shit. But when you get told you can't do shit, you've got to stay at home with your thoughts. Well, some people uh yeah, they go down rabbit holes. I reckon it's a weird mix too of being um, simultaneously isolated, but also constantly connected online. You know, to, yeah. yeah. So you know, that's the weird thing. I actually was only really considering that. You know, just sometimes something you've thought about just sort of slightly clicks in a different way. Today was one way I was thinking that. I went, ah, oh. oh, what it was was because. You know, I got invited to like a like a music music Victoria. They're like a you know a a, a, a body or a peak body, whatever they're called. Um, you know, there's like an event happening in our town, and I don't know really what it is. It'll probably be just hey, everyone get together and you know let each other know who you are and what you do, like a networking thing. Mm-hmm. And and I know the woman organising it, and she's really great. She puts in a lot of energy. So I just went, yep, I'll I'll come, I'll come for sure. And as soon as I clicked, you know, yes, I'm coming. I went, oh god, I'm actually super anxious about you know going and doing something social, which, as far as I know, I haven't done since the pandemic started. Like I've played a couple of gigs, mm-hmm. but when you're playing a gig, you you know you're on stage, you're not. Um, and not having a chat, yeah. No, and I realised, oh, in the normal times, of course, because I would be out and about in the world more, you know, just doing whatever, you know, going and visiting a friend, going on tour, um, going and, you know, doing, you know, sport, whatever. All those things, they're more, um, like, digestible amounts of interactions. Like, oh, I'll go to that space, there'll be... 10 people, you know, at that dinner party or whatever, and we'll talk about stuff. And whereas now what happens is, um, you know, my girlfriend works, um, she's a farmer and she works some pretty crazy hours. So now what happens is I might spend the whole day just kind of alone, but actually yeah. on social media. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting both at once. I'm both isolated and just like fucking slammed with like oh jesus you know like oh someone else died um 
you know, fucking bombs are going off there. Uh, oh, this dickhead thinks this about, you know, like it's, I'm sounding like an old man now. It's almost like when I was a kid and I first watched The Matrix, you know, and I was like, <laughs> like what does this even mean? Yeah, yeah. And you go, that's actually, that's actually real life now. Like when, when, when that movie came out, you know, that sort of world didn't exist, but that's actually now what we, you know, you jump on a tram, you know, you used to jump. I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too much of, um, <laughs> old man talks about the old days, but you know, like I used to get on a train or, you know, like a lot of us, you spend a lot of time in your youth just traveling, you know, to get to a mate's house or whatever. Yeah, catching buses, trains, ferries, whatever, riding yeah. bikes. And you would sit there like what most of us did. Um, I was, you know, obsessed with music, so I always had a Walkman. And while the tape was playing, you'd pretend that whatever was happening out there was the the film clip, you know, and that yeah. yeah. That that was your little world, and people would sort of treat you like uh, you're a bit of a weirdo because when you're on a train or a tram, you're off in your own world. You know, you're not you don't converse with the other passengers or whatever. Whereas now, if you're that same person sitting on a tram, you know, staring into the distance, listening to music, you're now the weirdo because you're like comparatively more present with the world. Yeah. Um, because most people, and I'm often one of them, are actually just buried in a phone. So uh, yeah, it's just this, yeah. this incredible, like, I, I think, you know, it means that there's a, a skill that we have to have that we never used to have, which is I need to make a decision to turn off, you know. Like I need that's, to. That's what I think people have uh, perhaps struggled with during this time, I think, is that they don't know how to. They haven't delved into themselves enough because they don't like themselves enough <laughs> you know what i mean uh to to want to do that and understand themselves a little bit more internally i guess and sort of read themselves a little bit better rather than uh just putting it to to a, a, a side in 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 a sense and just forgetting about it and not dealing with it and then having something else happen and then having a build up and then you know, next thing you know you're having a fucking breakdown in the middle of the highway or some shit like that you know what i mean so look i'm 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 very i'm a very open guy when it comes to that sort of stuff because i think it should be just normal i think it should be normal to talk about your feelings and when you're feeling upset uh and and when the world's kind of shit and which is, you know look well, let's be real it's it, it's a pretty weird and shitty time right now like and and not not just you know like I, in this instance as well like it's not like you have it worse off than me right so like what have i got to complain about but in in in, in an overall sense like the world is it's just it is a bit of a shit shit all right now so i think people are struggling with that and i mean it, that is fair though but it's just more that i don't think a lot of people know how to deal with that no yeah, it's funny too, the things you don't think of. There's a, um, my niece started like a bit of a group text that's been going on for a while. Um, mm. And, you know, like, and she's also really close to my folks. Like she's really close to her grandparents. So like they're on it and I'm on it and, um, you know, their dad is on it. And um, so people were messaging back and forth today and I don't even know how it started. It just, someone just sometimes sends a gag or you know and so yeah. 
started this chain of I uh, in my day blah 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 you know and so the older people are in my day they you know there weren't seat belts and there weren't um helmets and there weren't this and there weren't that you know and yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, my niece who's 13 wrote in my day you're only allowed to leave the house for five essential reasons <laughs> and I was like oh that's so fucking crushing like yeah, like oh, it's funny, that's... but also like, oh, that's what you're growing up with. Like, yeah. You know, and, and a, another friend of mine, like her daughter is in, she in prep, or maybe she's in grade one now. And um, so so her whole school life, like, you know, primary school life so far has been almost all in lockdown. And, um, you know, only with little moments of being out of lockdown. And um, and I've known, you know, um, this daughter, you know, since she was born and, you know, that feels like a long time. And, you know, and I said to my friend, uh, you know, has she sort of dealing with that, you know, like school having to be in lockdown and, you know, coming in and out all the time? And, and she said, well, she doesn't really have memories of pre-lockdowns. Like, yeah, so it's just normal. And I just was like, that is such a fucking bizarre, like, yeah, that is definitely going to affect, they'll sort of be a a generation in a way, won't they? There'll there'll be those people that, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, my first few years of primary school, I didn't really interact with other kids. So I was, you know. I, 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 I feel that a bit, yeah. Because, yeah, it's been pretty, especially early on as well, when it was just so unknown at the time too. Um, Jude, my young one, Mm. um, he, yeah, you know, like, it's not that I think that anything is wrong with him or anything. It's just like he hasn't had the, the, the same amount of opportunities to, 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 to meet other kids and form friendships and stuff, you know, so he's a bit, a bit behind in that sense. Right. Like, but not in a bad, like, it's not his fault. It's no one's fault. Right. But it's just like, you, it's, you just, as a parent anyway, like me, and I'm just naturally an over overthinker and an over worrier sort of thing anyway. Like I'm always just thinking, like, oh, what's that gonna? Is that gonna do anything to him, or is that gonna mess with his with his with his overall head? Uh, what's it gonna be like with this generation growing up? What are we gonna do about school? It's yeah, it's just a, it's it's weird times, you know, and. I, I think that's again like what a lot of people don't like is that it's so out of normality that they don't know how to deal with it. They're so used to just the normal everyday grind bullshit. Where I mean, I think if you if anyone is doing it full time in the in the in the music scene or just in the art scene in general, that's them all the time. They're fucking hustling day in day out, you know. Yeah, I mean, my sort of general attitude to it has been try and be what the really difficult thing was talking about before, like in the music world, you you constantly live in the future. You have to, like, because you have to plan everything. And then when this sort of hit 
and we both realised uh, um, the future is harder to plan for and, and, and potentially a, a poor use of energy. Yeah. Um, I've just tried to put more energy into, and it's, you know, it takes, it's not easy. It doesn't come easily for me just to go, just be present with what is happening right now because um, that's always the more confronting one anyway. Like we, I generally, particularly as someone that, you know, can have pretty intense anxiety, it's easier to live in the past or the future, but the present is sort of the more confronting one. And just go, that's what's happening. Like, is in, because we've had a few gigs cancel, like, with less than 24 hours. Yeah. And and people would send you messages and go, oh, it looks like everything's, you know, should be good for, and it's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And then lo and behold, so that's, you know, I try to find whatever silver linings there are and, and that's sort of, maybe one of them, which is just do what you can to enjoy, you know, um, you know, oh, the sun has come out, go and stand in it because that's the only thing you can do right now. You can't, yeah. can't go and play a show. You can't go to the beach. You, can't, you know, there's all these things that you can't do. So just it's funny because I see people, you always know when you're in lockdown because everyone starts walking around the block. You know? <laughs> yeah, just suddenly a massive influx of people going on walks. Yeah, and you sort of go, well, that's sort of sad, isn't it, that we don't do, like, you know, we should be doing that anyway. We should be exercising. But seeing um, a lot of, there's a lot of people here with, you know, young families and going, well, they're mainly just doing what they would be doing anyway. Like, you know, um, I'm sure it sucks because the, the grandparents can't come and things like that. But yeah, you know, yeah. T- taking a baby for a walk, it's pretty irrelevant whether you're in lockdown or not. Um, yeah. And yeah, just that's, right. you know, that's that's a thing that you can, you know, still enjoy uh, ra- right. rather than getting caught up in these yeah, dreams of, you know, oh, I felt so bad. My, my girlfriend, like, wanted to go to the snow and uh the recent lockdown hit like about an hour before we were due to leave oh really (laughs) yeah and she was so crushed and i just and she was doubly crushed because she was like yeah i know you because my attitude was i don't want to book stuff that you know i don't want to have to deal with like ah spent money on this you know um we actually also went you know to be can't have blessings. We actually went to Stradbroke Island in between lockdowns. It was funnily enough when you were in lockdown, but but Victoria wasn't. Oh, right. So we got to Stradie and then it went into lockdown. And then when we came back, we had to isolate here. But that whole thing was so stressful because, yeah, we didn't know if we were going to, you know. It would be, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just afterwards I just went, you know what, and maybe this is me because I can spend my time doing stuff like this and working on band artwork and, you know, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just going to be in my little five-kilometre bubble and, um, you know, not not dream about – it sounds like really defeatist, but it was more just like just going to go with this. You know, it actually was really cool too for us writing music that 
yeah, we and we've recorded 90% of it. Unfortunately, we can't finish it until the lockdowns end. But, you know, we wrote and then mainly recorded a piece of music that we would never have written um, pre-lockdowns. Yeah, uh, okay. so we, just, we just wouldn't have had that sort of, um, you know, when, when this all started and we originally thought, oh, okay, if we can play gigs, we might have to play them in masks. So we wrote um, all this music that was instrumental. Um, but then we also just started writing. I had always, you know, I kind of come from a background of a lot of improvised stuff, um, you know, playing music for five, six hours straight, that sort of thing. Jesus. And Jace is the opposite. He's sort of a bit of a, um, you know, he's come at it from, I mean, he's very diverse as far as what he's into, but he's come at it from more of a kind of punk world. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, he, he's, to me, always sort of got ants in his pants, you know, a bit like, oh, let's move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wrote a piece of music that, yeah, we would never have really written before, and it's essentially, it's it's a 40-minute, you know, it's a whole, it's just one album, it's just a thing, you know, that just happens you know from start to finish and um that i feel really stoked about it's like well the the whole thing with dead is like oh what can we do next like what can we do different to challenge ourselves you know yeah Uh, and that was one where i feel really good about it i feel like well we've we've done that now that's a thing that we you know previously hadn't done and um i don't know that we would have it, it sort of took going, all right, shows are off, like shows are off because they've never been off for us. We've never taken more than – I have never taken, I think, more than maybe maybe maximum two months um, away from shows since I was 13 years old uh, and I'm 36 Yeah, you've just now. been living in it. I've just been obsessed by it and just had to do it all the time and um, I'm very unhappy about – having to do less of it but yeah once 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 the lining was going there was a period of time there where we could rehearse but we couldn't play shows and just going oh let's pretend everything with us is like let's pretend like let's let's um let's imagine we're a band that you know um people are paying attention to you know like uh let's do what you know the beatles did or whatever let's do you know like let's just write an album like um, without playing shows in the middle of it. And we we got to do that, and it was actually really cool. Like, I feel really privileged to say that too, where in other countries people have just been fucking, you know, it's been a war zone, um, whereas we just had to sort of put on a mask and, you know. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. Inside. Yeah, that's the thing, and people still want to bitch and complain about it too. Like, fuck. It's it's all relative, isn't it? You know, like my uh, my auntie died from COVID um, a couple of months ago, and it was brutal. Um, you know, and she she was in Malaysia, which is where my mum's family are, and you know, it's a completely different scene there, where it was like she 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 would have survived it if the vaccine had got to her early enough. You know. Yeah. And we've been relatively lucky. I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? We've still lost Australians to this. So for for some people, you know, that that shit's super real. Um, 
And then you get the denies of it. It's like, fuck you guys. You got no idea. It's a bizarre thing to deny. I, I really feel for, like, at this point in time, I really feel for um, anyone in the medical system because, mm. you know, they're always overworked anyway. Um, yeah, and then to add this onto a system that's already crippled. To add that and then to go, you know, you, you sort of hear about, like, paramedics and stuff where they, you know, or people that work in emergency, you know, in certain suburbs where it's like, oh, fuck, Friday night's always a, a shocker because there's more yeah. more people coming in with alcohol poisoning or more, you know, and how difficult that must be for them to go. It must be hard not to judge sometimes where someone might come in and you go, oh, mate, this is just, you're just a dickhead that's gone too hard. Like, um, I'm not talking about, you know, addiction is a real thing of very respectful of that but um yeah it's got to be hard for people in that position to go holy fuck like we're telling people what they need to do and it's more important to them to you know go to their mate's house and have beers or something like fuck you know there's this whole movement going right now about the whole vaccination thing uh in in the music industry right how much Bands and stuff have been putting pictures and posts up about a hashtag vaccination or some shit uh, so people can go back to gigs and yada yada, which, yeah, for sure, sick, cool, let's all do that. But the amount of people that are coming out and that are, like, putting comments in and that are like, oh, you used to be cool, man, and <laughs> all this bullshit, it's like, fuck. But, it's, but what's wild is that it, it gets big traction, though now it's like what the fuck man yeah i want to go back and play shows why do you think they're sellouts for fuck's sake like well again it comes back to what i was saying before it's that lack of intelligence of going oh my thing is that i reject all authority i'm not actually going to consider <laughs> you know some sometimes people say the right thing you know like <laughs> but you know like it's possible that scott morrison could say something i agree with I still think he's a fucking, you know, dangerous moron. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if he said, you know, if if he came out and said, you know, how good is, um, you know, how good is that Melbourne's album? You know, I would say you're bloody right. It's, you know, you're still a fuckwit, but um, mm. you bang on about that, you know. Mm. So I think that's maybe where some of it's come from. But it goes back to what we were saying before too. It's like. Uh, okay, some some famous musician is telling us to get back. What, what, why? Like, <laughs> that's not their area. Mm. Like, that's what I find bizarre. We we live in a time where, when someone is famous or good at certain things, particularly music or sport, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, all of a sudden we care what they have to say about everything. And what's even weirder is, you know, like a sports person gets um caught out you know like doing drugs and it's a great big scandal but a musician it's almost like the uh, the opposite problem like oh that's what they should do you know <laughs> and, and either way you go it's that's not what you know fuck you know like that's not what this is about you know we are a very very precious country <laughs> well yeah. I, yeah sometimes the two things it's just like going oh I, I need guidance, so where am I going to get it from? And you know, I, I, I'm not religious, you know, um, and I can see why 
other people that aren't religious and maybe sometimes yeah leaning to you know you know what's yeah what's that band that i really like have to say because mm. i really like their music you know i care about every single word that they have to say their word is life if they don't say anything i die yeah 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 yeah, it's not to say that I'm not interested, you know, if I, yeah, of course, if I like someone's music, because it's great to, it's also great to go, oh, not only do I love their music, uh, oh, that's, you know, they, look, look how well they treat that dog or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. or, or they're vegetarian as well. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm veg-, You know, like we share something like it's, it's lovely to. Yeah. Yeah. Relatability. It's always yeah. nice to know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it's like, well, one, do you write good music? And two, are you a piece of shit or not? Like, yeah. are you bad people? Yeah. Uh, if you're not, cool. If you write good music, cool. I'm going to, uh, like, I'll support you or I'll pay money, whatever. But, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way. To, like, if I don't want to go and watch it, of course, that's my choice. I'll, I'll just choose not to watch it. Uh, but if, if, you know, and I won't spend my money on a ticket, but if, if, if you're good music and you know, I really want to go, but you're a piece of shit, morally, that's going to override for me. You know, everybody's different. I get it. Uh, but I won't make a huge ass deal about it because it may or may not, it may come down to more of a personal choice rather than it being, hey, everybody should take notice. This guy's a, uh, an asshole or whatever. I could just have that perception about him. It might have just rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. It happens, you know. I deal with it every Tuesday night because I umpire cricket, indoor cricket or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, so the amount of shit that I've copped over the last 10 years of doing it, man. Mm. You know, like, I, but see, for me, at the end of the day, I'm getting I'm getting money for this. And then that, or that goes towards putting fuel in my car and whatever else I need, right? And, and it's, it's, it's been regular, like, every week for, like, God knows how long now. And but well, the last couple of years, of course, it's been really fucked. But, but that's just the the nature of um, this era too that we've gone into. But like, you know, the the amount of shit that some of these old guys in, <laughs> in their forties, and it's mostly all dudes, of course, because they all want to go rehash their their fucking their heydays and stuff, and mm. rip down that rip snorter that they did. Uh, but but some of the men, like, you, I, I, I try and tell myself when they get mad or they get annoyed or they get real G'd up at you, just to take a breath and go, it's only a game of cricket. These guys are fucking idiots, you know? Like, and just to stop myself from, like, biting back because that's also the thing, too. For me, it's been very hard to, like, not bite back at things, too. It's like, yeah. bite your tongue. Like, just... Did, did you play cricket in primary school? Like, as in just in the in the school? Yes, yard? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, I, I like I like cricket. Like, I, I grew up with it, so uh, I I played it from like when I was about nine, uh, eight or nine, till I was about twenty, and then I had a break. Yeah. You know, so I'd been going for years and years. Because yeah. I never um played it competitively or anything like that, I, and I was shit ass at it. I, I I liked it, but I was really bad. But I've always been so um like impressed and and just really fascinated by like primary school like schoolyard cricket. 
mm. really, really fascinates me because you've got these kids and they somehow manage to, like, you know, work out some sort of an order. Like, there's a lot. So I don't know if it was like this for you, but when I was in primary school, you know, you know, summer was cricket and in the middle was footy. But we, I, I, there was no grass in my primary school. It was a bit sad. It was all bloody asphalt. No, um, but what it would be, <laughs> like, each week would be a test match, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's so impressive that kids, like, you know, eight, nine years old have the ability to go, you know, this game is going to take place over five days. <laughs> um, oh, there's a spot there where it's a real pain in the ass if the ball goes. So that'll be six and out um, because that way uh, is a disincentive to, you know, hit the ball there. But if they do hit it there, I want to give them, you know, you want to go out on a bang. So uh, <laughs> and then one of you has to be the fucking the umpire, you know, and, and deal, the shit. deal with exactly what you were saying. And they have got to come up with stuff and i i just actually think it's incredible like the, the way kids can you know we don't give them enough credit, man. They're, they're, no, we don't like there's so much is happening in that they're you know like again like i said i was shit ass so i was always like the second second last pick i was basically like the only people below me were like people that were just as shit at cricket but also probably wet their pants a lot or something like it <laughs> you know and um, one one step below that social yes. societal bar that you get all put into. So you're learning so much. Like I learned early on, well, well, I'm shit at this. Like I, I'm, you know, when it comes to cricket, like it doesn't matter. If someone's my best mate. It's still not going to pick me first. Like this, yeah. this is where I'm at, you know. And um, yeah, and just the way that yeah, you've got this one kid, uh, you know, and then you do stuff like you know, last man's Tucker. Like oh come on. Like, that's a bit mean. You can't have him just have to go out because everyone else has gone out. Let him, you know. Yeah. Let him just keep uh, batting by himself. I, I reckon it's tops, you know. Yeah, look, don't give kids enough credit for it. But that's the thing. In in the same breath, like, in in, in seeing and knowing that they're organising, uh, i gotta, I got to stop uh, using the insult to a couple of them sometimes. Well, it's not that I do it during the game because that's a little bit unprofessional. But, I mean, if they decide to chat to me afterwards, I don't give a fuck. Right? I'm not umpiring at that point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, if if they want to get chirpy, I just, tell them, I, I just tell them to go away. I just, like, I, I, I look, I used to say, like, you know, you're acting like a 12-year-old, you know, and like you're acting like an idiot or whatever. I'm going to have to go lower because I've been, you know, deceived into thinking that, you know, even they couldn't get it. But when if if, if you're getting them or if you were having eight, nine-year-olds doing it back then, I need to lower the bar because, yeah, some of these guys, the way that they act, you just don't – how did they get away with playing the way that they played for so long? You, un- yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's bizarre. They they think they can say or do whatever they want just because it's a social game. But also, like, the umpire is just an umpire. Like, they don't, like, it's not like, oh, I have feelings. Like, it, it's going to brush off me. I don't care. That's not what I'm mad about. It's just, like, they think that 
because I'm an umpire, that's the guy that you can yell out. Yeah. If, uh, if, if a decision doesn't go your way, or or if you don't think you're out, or whatever. Like, dude, you, just because I'm that doesn't give you an excuse to do it. You know, I don't care yeah. if you like my decision or not. You deal with it. Like, and we're not at a level where you can use cameras, bro. This is social fucking. <laughs> I've only got the best view I possibly can from where I'm standing. So if I think it's out, it's out. If I don't think it's out, I won't call it out. Like, it's just, uh, oh, mate, you, you should need to uncover your ears or mm. just silly, silly stuff like that. And you just think, bro, you really think that this is act- like, I grew up with this shit too, bro. I know the sledging game and yours is weak. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it, it, it always rolled off me, and I just I, I just laughed at myself going, man, I would destroy them if I was out there playing. Like, cause I was, I, I, as I got older when I was playing cricket back then, I got really good at sledging. I got really good with fucking people's heads, eh? Just little <laughs> stupid stuff. doesn't matter. Little things you say, distracting them, that's all it is. That's the main thing is to get them not, pay, like, not to concentrate, yeah. not to be 100% not about how saying stupid like mean yo know, mama jokes or anything like that that's weak that's jo- that, like that's that's jovial like that's that's not that's not something that's going to like get their attention like it's like oh, i've heard it before that's the, that's boring so it always it, it just rolls off me but i think I, like i guess it does you do get over it like let's not let, let's be real i'm fucking over mm. it, getting sooky and stuff but in the same breath, it just rolls off me. Like, I don't take it to heart because I don't care what they're whinging about at the end of the day. It's a game of cricket. They're paying to play. I'm getting paid to watch a game like, and, and, and officiate it. Like, yeah. there's two different worlds right now. So uh, it's like, you know, if it goes, it, going back into what you said before, like, it goes back into that realm, doesn't it? It's like, well... Why, why, why do you end up saying these things, man? Just be quiet. Like, if if it does help, at least get the shows going uh, and everything to be able to uh, open up sooner. I think that would be ideal. You don't want to rush it. You don't. You also need the support, though. It, it, it's a really like I get it. There's there's so much to it. There's so much to it, and you don't want to be in that situation where you have to be isolated and locked down and you can't do something about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, do you really want to potentially risk your life by just going out and blowing it off? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't really want to. I've I've got depression. I've got anxiety and stuff like that. And sometimes I hate the world, but I don't want to die. (laughs) <laughs> you know like I, I i genuinely don't want to like that's yeah. the thing, but i still can't get i can't, still can't stop those feelings sometimes uh i got something to live for yeah. yeah and i think it's been a time where for that stuff we've had to be really like more pretty like pragmatic and it gets really basic you know like yeah like just common sense down, stuff, just like really. go for a walk do these things you know, don't you don't want to feel better. You won't feel great. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But that's, that's the thing. Yeah. 
because you keep you, you continually you, it, it's not it's very easy to but once you start falling down that slide you know like it's it'd be pretty hard to stop once you get going uh yeah. but that's all it takes that's all it takes is like a slip up like that and you can just fall back into old patterns and all that bullshit. and yeah like i i'm just like i know i'm lucky in this situation where i am right now up here in queensland where we're able to get back and do shows and stuff like that now in particular uh and it's hard for you guys down there as well you know like it's sorry it's much harder for you guys down there as well like it it's yeah it, feel for you because yeah it'd be awesome for you guys to come up here and do a show that's for sure we've got some we've got some bands that can that can do some experimental shit up here oh yeah it's been really weird to not um go there because we would normally go to brisbane once or twice a year yeah, um, and it's always been really good for us. Um, not yeah, uh, Brisbane's far enough away that I've never I've been there so many times that I still never quite know where the hell I am unless I'm in like um, West End or at Tim Guitars. <laughs> They're like the only two yeah, places yeah. I seem to really um, know my way around. But um, yeah, I feel more for the younger bands. Like we, you know, there's a few bands we've played with that like have just finished high school during this time yeah right. and and they're so hungry for it and they would be tearing up and down the coast right now if um if they could yeah and, all the mates in the car and the gear in the back and shit yeah yeah and it's really like i'm i am missing it like nothing else um but you know i'm old enough to go I never, I never would have wanted to take this long off touring ever, but um, you know, it's relatively a smaller amount. But to to kids at the moment that are like, you know, this is they're just they need it. They need that. That's how you get good at playing live is by doing it a lot. That's right. Yeah. All right. You can rehearse as, as so much, but in rehearsal or or wherever that is, you know, like yeah. it's a live environment. Yeah. Yeah, you can't practice playing live unless you play live. That's just the only way. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying not to even, you know, I know now we've got the vaccines and stuff and there is a bit of a plan around it, but I'm still just trying to take the attitude of um, things will be what they are when they are, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I don't want, I've had probably too many times and I've had people around me too many times going, oh, you know, should be okay in a couple of weeks or, and then a few weeks later, it's bloody twice as bad as it was before. Or, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's just, yeah, one of those times where you've got to, I, you know, I've always tried to, um, you know, emphasize the word try, uh, you know, to have some as much peace as you can with the things that you can't control like one of my favorite games is when you stand in the ocean water and like try and stop a wave you know yeah yeah because you can't you know and it's just it's just just fun for me to go it doesn't matter what i do that wave is coming and that's sort of um how i try to approach the world just go like what what can i what do I have control over and what do I not? And the, I think the terrifying thing about the, the present is that that list, that list of things that you can control has 
become incredibly short. That's um, right. Yeah. Probably, why, probably why a lot of people started making sourdough. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, that's, a, that's a thing I can control, and if I can get on top of that, mm. um, and sort of ironically, I, I like I've worked as a cook, and I love um, I love cooking, um, but I actually haven't really improved my cooking that much at all during all these lockdowns. And I think it's because I'm at home all the time. That's where I do band work. Mm-hmm. So I've, that's been my hardest thing is to go stop doing that, stop fucking writing press releases or, you know, just. Go and eat something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have done a bit of, um, I, before COVID hit, we were running a cheeky restaurant out of our house, mm-hmm. like just on the down low. And, um, yeah, last week um, I just cooked a heap of food and um, I still actually had the takeaway containers from when I um, used to work at the farmer's markets and I just ran around town just delivering food to people that didn't know it was turning up. Oh, um, right, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It worked out really well. Like everyone was just like, what? You know, and I timed it really well, like so that it sort of turned up at about five. So I knew like oh, they won't have started making dinner yet. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And uh, so that was really good. Like, that was like, that's a thing I actually can control. Like, I can do that. You know, I can I can make some food and uh, I think I ended up feeding about 40 people or something. And, oh, uh, awesome. But there aren't that many things at the moment, you know, like. Um, no, I can't imagine there, so being out there, yeah. No, and it's, um, yeah, like. Yeah, someone was talking about going to the pub or something. I was like, fuck, I don't even know how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit again? Yeah, like, do we just sit down here? Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? We just talk shit for a while. And then we go over and go home? Like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently that's um where the whole, like, um sculling and session drinking came from. Uh, was in the um, Spanish flu. Uh, apparently, yeah, in Australia, you would have to book in a session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they sort of knew not to have too many people in a place. And so you'd smash as many drinks as you could in the allotted time and then bugger off. Yeah, in your allotted time. So you go, oh, you know, um, we're in for 5.30 um, till 6. Uh, so get in there and just... Um, so yeah, this this whole drinking culture is not even like the last thirty years problem. It's like a fucking hundred plus year old problem. That's <laughs> oh, true. I mean, my dad, you know, I remember him telling me about when he was a kid, pubs didn't have uh, stools, like they didn't have anything to sit on, because mm-hmm. why? Like you're there to drink, you know. Mm. Um, That's a strange concept. Yeah. Totally. And when, when we started touring the states, it was like, oh, venues usually have food. Like, and at that time, Australian venues never had food. Mm. Um, it's pretty basic. It's like, fuck. If you, you know, firstly, if you want people to not get messy, feed them. You should have some food. But also, it's just like, well, the lesson in Australia has generally been, that's what this is about. It's about drinking alcohol and everything else is just to support that you know like if uh, you play a sold out show and no one buys a beer it's a absolute disaster for the venue you know like and that that's a problem that that's 
I know, right? It's such a so weird, reliant. Weird. Yeah. Like so you, you don't want to promote. You don't want to promote like alcohol abuse or anything. But like the fact that those venues, or a lot of the venues these days, have to rely on how the bar goes as well as how the band goes that night. You know, and it's that's yeah. a, it's a very weird thing when you kind of make a a band's potential earning rely on how well you can sell booze. Yeah, it's a pro- like we've toured in Southeast Asia where we've done shows where there's three or four hundred people there and maybe five of them are drinking. And yeah, right. it's, it's a very different cultural thing because it's like, oh, you are all here for the music and the like connection, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not here to get pissed because that's that's just not what's happening here. That's um, not what incorporates a good time. No. Much as here where most people, I mean, not, it's, again, it's not always an everyone thing, but for the most part, you go out and you celebrate, you buy a beer. Yeah. And look, it's never, it's never worked out well for me um, in, in a number of ways. Like I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm a pretty small bloke and I probably, when I was younger, I, I was able to drink a lot more than I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, like is in is is in I could hold it, but I wouldn't say it was any, you know, good for me to do it. But it's also the music I've always played. Once people are, you know, too tipsy, it just it just kind of ups, yeah, just kind of upsets them. Like it's just like oh, what's going on here? I don't, you know. So it's not in our interest. Um, it's actually something that I'll have to go in a sec, actually. But um, oh, that's okay. It's it's something that. You know, again, talking about silver linings and all that. Um, I am planning, you know, trying to get some funding for after, you know, after these lockdowns sort of end. I mean, you know, touch wood or dare I hope, but at some point, at some <laughs> point, at some point, they will have to, you know, at least be less common. Um, it, yeah, there has right. it's been a bit of a chance for us. Like the couple of shows we have played, the last show we played in Melbourne. Uh, it was just us, so no no other bands. And yep. instead of playing like a sort of half-hour set, which would be kind of normal, we played for over an hour, and that was really like, oh, uh, you know, that's a real no-no in Melbourne. But it went really well, and, um, you know, it was a good crowd, and because there was they weren't getting, you know, hammered by, you know, a whole bunch of other bands, um, you know, I even I asked around. I was like, was, "Was that okay? Was that too much?" And you know, people were like, "No, no, it's good." It was like, I guess, watching a film or something. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to try is uh, basically some sober gigs, and that's just around the idea of inclusivity of going well for some people. You know, um, oh, yeah, like no, you can't please everyone. For some people, the idea of there being no booze is really terrifying. Um, you know, but yeah. but for some people, uh, and sometimes that's me. For some people, you sort of go, ah, like I kind of wish that wasn't a part of all this, you know? Yeah. But, but what they, am I going to like? The amount of times I've bought a beer just because I'm like, oh, like I don't want to be a cheapskate. Like <sighs> I'm here at the show and I didn't pay to get in, maybe because it's a free show, and you know, I better do something, better join in. Better contribute. Yeah, whereas if I could, you know, and so that's, yeah, anyway, something that I want to help promote is just going, 
um, we can have a show where the beer is alcohol free, and that's that's that that can just be a normal thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm all for that. That's a cool idea. It's not coming from a straight edge sort of point of view. It's just more saying let's normalize it so that then when uh, you know, um, like I was talking about this with a, a bloke that runs a venue um, in Bendigo, um, city near us. And I, you know, I said to him, oh, do you ever uh, stock any of the, uh, you know, alcohol-free beers? And he was like, oh, no, but, you know, but I could, you know, like, why not? And I was telling him about, um, you know, because my other, well, my job, my paid job is in uh, suicide prevention. And I talk oh, at, like, right. um, I talk at, like, work sites and, like, it, we're, we're sort of suicide prevention in tradies, really, is our... Um, oh, yep, yep, yep. And so sometimes we talk at footy clubs as well. And I was last time I was talking at a footy club, I I asked about, uh, hey, do you ever have um, alcohol-free beer here? You know, and the woman at the bar was like, oh, sweetheart, get enough, you know, get enough shit for stocking the lights, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then on cue, you know, these two blokes are like, oh, someone ordered a light. Who, who's ordering a fucking light? You know, like, I was like, fuck me. So I was having this conversation with like running the venue in Bendigo and, you know, he goes, oh, yeah, it's a real thing. He goes, you know, he goes, some nights I, you know, I, I'm on the lights and, you know, I've just come to accept it that it means I'm going to cop shit for it, you know. And it's like, fuck, what sort of fucked up world, you know, or culture do we have where, you know, and he just he just dealt with it really well. He goes, you know, people ask me, fuck, mate, why would you want to drink a light beer? You know, I say, because, dickhead, I don't want to get drunk. <laughs> you know, like, I don't but, want to have the hectic hangover the next day. Like, I'll get buzzed, sure, but I don't want to, yeah, not be able to see what I'm doing. Like, no. that doesn't make me a soft cock or whatever, right? Like, It is a bizarre thing to push, you know, like, I'm, yeah, if people want to drink, you know, fucking go for it. Um, but you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't push heroin onto everyone at a show you know right. and, and if you offered it and someone said no you'd go you know fair enough yeah. um, and the idea that it's like we know that this um you know is this causes a lot of problems and we know that we have a really bad culture around it mm -hmm. and i just think fuck man it's so anyway that's something i'd like to do just so that for someone or for the people out there for whom you know it's a uh, it's a struggle to go fuck i really want to see a gig but i really don't want to have to deal with being around you know because i don't know if you've you know ever gone through periods of drinking less or whatever you know when you go to the pub and you don't drink and you go shit yep. this, is, this is a lot harder to deal with all of a sudden like oh yeah <laughs> it's like you know you're just waiting for the band to come on so that you can stop having that annoying conversation with multiple times man yeah multiple times you know and and sometimes it was from being uh a, a dd you know like a designated yep. driver or it would have been by choice didn't have enough money or you know like just any of those any of those options basically yeah and then just in in their uh, roll ah, the volume levels are not the same because no <laughs> idea on what to talk at 
it's just and for someone who already has like just that sort of like I'm already sort of highly strung in the sense of like mm. I'm very hyper aware of my surroundings I'm always looking around <laughs> so that that therefore becomes a real problem for me where I'm like oh I don't want to be here yeah so and so it's annoying because I don't want to have to be drunk in order to deal with that situation or at least have to drink in that instance and but i just that's just the norm though isn't it you know so it is and it doesn't have to be like in the sense that no, if, no. If, if your thing was that you're really into films you know no. um you know and you go and you see a film and you know um you know you might oh how was the film Oh, I mean, you know, I'm fucking hammered now, of course, because, you know, uh, that's what you do. You all, you know, you got to get on the beers if you're watching a film. Like, like, no, you can you can participate in that or, yeah. you know, or people that go to those, like, gaming, you know, those, do they still exist? Like, where people all play games against each other and, um, you know, you don't have to, in fact, I don't think you can drink at those things. They're usually just having a Red Bull or something. Yeah, so it's like a good example is like like I go to Lumberpunks every Monday night and I throw in their leagues. Uh, and they they serve up alcohol free beer there. Yeah, great. Their, their mentality is that we don't want to serve beer while people are throwing axes because that's fucking dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I'm like, yeah, sure, fair enough. Anytime I go there, I'm not there to go get on the pierce. I'm there to throw axes. It's good fun. Yeah. yeah. And it's challenging, especially with me. Like, I'm very critical of myself and I always want to get better at shit, especially when I get really into it. So, you know, I've got my own axes now. Like, that's how into it I am right now. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just it's, it's one of those things, too. I think, like, when, when you find something that kind of helps you through these weird times and shit, just latch on to it. Just go with it. Like, unless it's not hurt. Like, yeah. unless it's hurting someone, of course, then fucking stop, you idiot. But, like, for the most part, like, you find a new hobby or whatever and you really enjoy it, just go with it. Just do it. Who cares? Like, that's the thing. People, get, people have been too, way too caught up with what what's trendy and what's not. Like, who gives a shit anymore? If you like it, just do it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a bit like, what is, you know, a good song is precious. Mm. Um, anything you love is precious. Like, yeah. just do it and yeah, exactly it, it could be making bonsais it could be you know um whatever just yeah, yeah. i want to I, I, and speaking of i want i want a bonsai plant so badly so you know what i'm going to get one soon enough when i can afford one so but i'm not going to get a shit small one i want to get a decent one and i know get a massive one <laughs> yeah. and i know they're not cheap so. <laughs> yeah yeah but they're so cool they're so cool i really love them uh, like they're just like it's it's like a little miniature tree. Like it is a tree, but like you know, like what? That's yeah. exactly what it is, mate. It yeah, miniature tree. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a weird concept to me. It's just baffling, but also really cool. So yeah, yeah you know, like fucking start one of those for all for all anyone cares. You know, like as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. And, and the same goes for your music too. Like it, it can be as weird sounding as possible. It's not hurting anyone. If you don't like it, don't check it out. If you do, awesome. Get behind them. Support them. That's the whole thing. Like you don't have to turn it into some sort of 
like genre war or like where someone fits if it's just at the end of the day if you like music you like music and you listen to it yeah you know and and on on that my friend um you did say before that you have to go and you know like i did say before that one going off into tangents happens but also uh seems seems to be the theme (laughs) i'm lies when we do this but yeah. that's the thing, like, and that, and another thing too is like, there's not, it's not, there's not really a lot happening in the music scene. Yeah. <laughs> no. So the chats themselves can't be too hectic. Like, it's more to the point, like, how are you coping? How are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. it's because that's that's been the state for uh, of this place or this music industry for for like the last two years now, pretty much. It's fucking tough. So. Yeah, you know, and it, it is, and and like I think in the end we'll be um, all right. Only for this, from the place of it's always been really hard for us. <laughs> like we've never had a place that we can sort of fit into easily, like a huge and, following or anything like that. No, and there's never been a you know like a scene that we you know we oh we'll, we'll latch into that. So we've we've wherever we have been, we've always been you know, um, slightly outsiders. I know that's really, tr- like, everyone says that, like, oh, we never fit it in anywhere. But, you know, mm. there are genuinely bands that, you know, play grindcore or play hardcore or play pop punk or whatever, and there are, you know, scenes for them to fit more into. We're always, um, you know, if people... On the outskirts of it. Yeah, and if people accept us, they accept us because, you know, we're a bit, we're a bit unusual. But we've also always prided ourselves on, like, the whole point of, I don't know, when you play music and you make art and stuff is that you you do have to do a lot of adapting and a lot of, um, you know, making things happen under circumstances where they otherwise wouldn't. So it's been, like, a time for us, too, to go, it sucks. It sucks so much to not be able to play shows. But yeah. There are other things that we can do and and we have been doing them and, like, you know, we have two albums um, that we're working on that are, we've released two albums during the pandemic and we have another two, you know, that are recorded. Fucking hell. And we're really excited about them and, you know, it's never been a thing for us to just go, oh, well, you know, we can't do what we would always do, so just you know, roll over and give up because, yeah, there are, like, you know, talking about those sober gigs and whatever, there is one thing that's cool is people are open to the idea of things being, you know, different maybe because they are anyway. Yeah. So that's just going to be our thing is that we'll keep, um, you know, we'll just try different formats out. There's, there was always nothing to lose. Shows. Yeah. Right, and I think that's a, that should be the focal point uh, for it at the end of the day is that you can get on the fucking stage and play. Yeah, and we'll do that, you know, mm. however it needs to happen. And, you know, so we're sort of ready. We're, we're ready for if for some reason they say, yeah, you can play a show, but everyone's got to be masked. We've, we've actually written music for that, you know, oh, perfect. as well, just to say, like, it'd be silly. It'd be silly to sort of and it'd be stupid to be up there if we're yelling then we're fucking spitting over everyone anyway so 
it's in the air blah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. We've, got, we've got other stuff that we've done like we did some shows um at uh at a drive through bottle shop up here that they were like two hours long the sets and it was all you know like we were all we weren't just masked we were completely covered up so you couldn't see who we were and it was <laughs> and it's like yeah that you know may as well just like take the opportunity to do um you know what you can you know where where you can yeah yeah we will get through it totally understand that man and doing a hell of a job uh for getting through it as far as you have man considering how many you've been through so you know um all all, all credit man and I, I really am uh behind what you guys are doing and i do look forward to when everything opens up again so you guys can make your way up here that'd be oh, cool. yeah yeah i can't wait yeah and we really like we like playing ipswich and um uh, a bunch of areas around there like um uh yeah. lismore is always good and even toowoomba was good for us i know a lot of people kind of rag out on it but oh, i i reckon I, I know a couple of bands that could that'd be keen to play with as well that would go out to those places too yeah, and look, we don't mind pissing people off, so that's probably why Toowoomba was good for us. Like, yeah. you know? You're out yeah. in the middle of the fucking mountainside, so yeah. <laughs> you haven't got too much to worry about there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I look forward to that shit, man. Like, I hope things do improve, and I hope you're doing well. Like, you know, Likewise. I think this is a good chance to say as well, if you're ever up for it, if you ever need a chat or whatever, man, you can reach out to us. Um, and hopefully things improve as well you know that's the key focal point and you guys have written two albums during the pandemic you've got another two coming out are you on spotify are you on like what platforms can people check you out on yeah i mean i would just say go to Bandcamp. it's always the best one in my opinion um so you can just go to dead sounds dead sounds yeah dot Bandcamp. then um that's got all our all our stuff yeah, and so do you have like a Facebook or an Instagram or anything like that, or? Yeah, we are on those as well. Um, I think they might just be both like Dead Australia. Dead Australia. Because okay. yeah. Um, yeah, I'll 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 put that in in like when a, when the episode comes out, I'll make sure to tag it and stuff so people can check it out, and obviously promote the episode when it does too, and then we'll we'll finish it off with a, a song as well um but we'll we'll uh add this on after obviously yep. so it can be a surprise uh maybe you'll want to show some new music that isn't out yet uh who knows if you have it but yeah let, let, let be a surprise for those uh that want to have a listen <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, I, I really appreciate your time coming on, Jem. Um, Me too. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you go now, eh? Uh, it's been yeah, because like I was saying earlier, do you know how long we've been chatting for? Oh, I, I shudder to think. Yeah, two uh, two hours and fifteen. I told you, <laughs> man, fucking time flies when you do this shit. It, I don't it understand is. what it is, eh? Yeah. But once once that ball starts flowing, it, it's just very hard. Very hard to uh, keep it in track, so <laughs> we'll um, we'll 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 finish it up with the song, man. Um, so you look after yourself and take care, and we'll uh, 
We'll catch up soon, eh? You too, mate. Cheers. All right, cool. You All take right. it easy. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.